and welcome to Emerald Gamescast episode 37. My name is Nolan, with me is... I'm Janelle. And? I'm Alex. And we're here on August 22nd to uh, come come back with another one of these these goddamn like, heat wave... These were all previously quarantine episodes, but now they're heat wave ones too. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I have not been enjoying this janelle and i got a window air conditioner that doesn't fit in our window so we have it balanced on a box at the foot of the bed blowing (laughs) air conditioning onto us and if you guys know anything about the mechanics of air conditioners you would know that that means there's a perfect rectangle of cool glorious wonderful air that exists exactly in the zone we're sleeping in and if we sit up or go anywhere away from the bed it's actually hotter than it ever was before because <laughs> of all the nightmare. exhaust coming out the back. And it drips water on the floor. Who knew that air conditioners just drip water constantly? Hang yeah, on. they got a cool in them. I know this isn't the AC podcast, but <laughs> can, I just say, can I just say it's really important that I talk about this. Last night, I had a dream that Nolan and I were eating hamburgers, but the back of the AC makes this really weird wet sound, and the sound came through into my dream. <laughs> so in my dream, we were eating these just really wet, mushy, disgusting hamburgers, and it oh, no. horrified me into waking up. Well, the, the, the worst part is when you turn it on and the engine starts to overwork itself before getting there so for most of the night it's like a minor if if even noticeable steady drip but when you first turn it on the engine's like and just water goes like flying out the side why does your engine run like a current generation console like it's just struggling to breathe (laughs) this that leads me into two segues in, in one. <laughs> okay. By the way. Oh, I think I have a guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, Alex, how's yeah. the weather been in where you live? Wait, in, don't in... tell me. Don't tell me because I can just find out by turning on the live weather in Microsoft Flight Sim. Hey. Hey. Did you hey. guys like Which, that? A game that also makes the engine run yeah. at max fan also, power. Also, Nolan's computer gets so hot that I'm thinking about banning the game during like 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's horrible. Can you even do? You th- is that game even coming to to P- uh, Xbox? You know, I would have to look because like up. I could have sworn that they said it was, but every report I've heard is that it's like it re- it's running at like you have to be constantly overclocking, and even then yeah. it will struggle to run depending on your hardware. So let's let's give some context here for the listener. Uh, the one listener. The one listener. <laughs> um, we actually have a release this week to talk about because Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 came out and it is on Game Pass. So, you know, in the past, there's been a lot of releases that came out that we weren't able to talk about because we couldn't afford them or whatever. But this one, you know, I dropped $1, thought that I would try it out. And you dropped $1 is... on Game Pass, by the way, right? Yeah. $1 on Game Pass, yeah. yeah. This is a really significant moment for people that are fans of flight simulators, which is, Alex, I think you've said something similar. Not not a, not a community I'm a part of by any means, but mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated by these games. So I, I, I feel like there was at least one time in the past where I had looked up, you know, best flight sim to play and ended up finding out, like anyone does, disappointedly, that the last time Microsoft actually made a mainline flight sim game was in 2006. That then got released on Steam later, but it had been, you know, nearly a decade and a half since their last one, um, because they had been gearing up this one to be sort of like the big catch-all go-to flight sim, and they, you know, made a big statement by putting this on Game Pass, even though the game itself can cost anywhere from sixty to like a hundred or two hundred dollars. What is the price differences? I. You know, I didn't look into it because I had played it on Game Pass, but it's it it there's content in a on an on screen marketplace in the beginning. Like um I think for or like example, different planes maybe or so no, it's like handcrafted buildings and different well, different planes too, yeah. One of the big things up front was that this game and this is a good segue to some info on the game, this this game has the audacity to attempt to simulate all of earth it's just the the play the playing field in this game is is every part of earth and they um have i think i read two petabytes of geographical data so 
all of the mountains and hills and rivers and whatever. Now, when you download the game, what you're getting is the models and the coding and the flight, like all of the stuff the game needs to calculate the flight model locally. And you're getting the graphics for the planes and water and some some textures and stuff. But the actual world map is being streamed to you online. So you're getting, uh, I think, Bing Maps data, basically, streamed into the game while you fly. And that is their special contrivance that lets you have a representation of every place you could possibly go. It just calls out whatever you're not in, in, in view of when you're away from it. So, you know, like I loaded up, picked Eugene, Janelle and I flew around, found our apartment, stuff like that. And I knew I started that to answer a question you asked. Uh, he was asking what you could like buy. What you could yeah. buy? Yeah, so a lot of the places like cities, they use an AI to basically use the map data and then artificially paint in buildings and do kind of some computer guesswork at what streets might look like. All the streets are 100% accurate in terms of like the layout and scale and directions and stuff, but it's not as though each house on the street is a perfect model of the real thing. So mm -hmm. they use an AI to brush all of that in. But there are things like the Empire State Building or the Statue of Liberty or the Space Needle or basically just any landmarks in major cities that they handcraft and put in there. And there's a number of things in the game that didn't that like they didn't make it into the release. So some of those ultra additions, I believe, I think come with access to some like third party packs that add those landmarks in. Weird. And then you can get some extra planes and stuff. But I'll say the Game Pass version is the standard version, and I have not felt like I'm missing out on landmarks. I know, like, we went to Portland, and I was able to find the bus stop that I always take to go to my dad's house. Um, heck, we went to Cairo and looked at all the pyramids. We learned some history. Learned some history. I learned it. How do you pronounce that, Pharaoh? That they had the sort of... Oh, God. There's a more primitive pyramid south of the Giza cluster. Oh, the one oh. that they didn't build, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that one. The one yeah. that is a uh, smooth surfaced rather than no, the bent pyramids. The smooth yeah, surfaced yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. What's this one called? I don't remember. This yeah. was. I think I might know what you're talking about, but I also don't remember their name. But Listen, they... send in the correction. Yeah. But it's like it has a D in the beginning. It sounds like, like you didn't learn enough. Zora or me. something. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't learn enough. Yeah. But in any case, it has that stuff, and they all look right. And it's amazing. They mm -hmm. have um, realistic cities for most U.S. states. A lot of cities, a lot of, yeah. A lot of cities. Um, places in Euro Europe. I almost said Europe. <laughs> in Europe, um, Italy. But, like, there aren't any realistic cities right now in Asia, so... Well, there's, like, some, but the number is so reduced yeah. compared to Europe and America. Yeah, there's like I wonder if that has to do with, did you have to contact the government to get like scans or like? I kind of was wondering that. Um, and maybe that's definitely possible because so maybe yeah, they're only no, focusing like... on English speaking or English, you know, there's less, I feel like there's less English speakers in Asia than there is in Europe just because of, you know, regionality. But I don't know. Yeah. This, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I yeah. definitely can't speak to why, but I know that when I flew over Tokyo in the game, like the streets, you know, the layout was all correct, but the 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 visuals it it just looked like tall buildings they didn't really have that unique vibe um whereas like seattle felt uniquely like seattle it, it had the ferris wheel it had the wharf you could even see the colors on the you know where pike place market would be mm -hmm. and everything and it's kind of weird looking at the list you can look at a list of say like colorado or one of the carolinas and they'll they'll have you know 10 or 12 cities fleshed out. Oregon has two. Portland and Beaverton, strangely. New York only has two. I New think. York um, has like four landmarks, really? but one of them is Governor's Island, the prison oh, place. Yeah, yeah. It's like Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, and Brooklyn Bridge. And then the right. rest is all brushed in, which is kind of strange. Yeah. But if you go to Beaverton, Beaverton's just just, just spot on, man. Beaverton <laughs> just looks fantastic. So that's beautiful, like a weird... sunny Beaverton. <laughs> and yeah. the priority shift. But I think my favorite thing about this game is that since... A lot of it is the like AI doing guesswork. 
it has really funny bugs a lot. <laughs> there was that bug where like a building in some city was like 200 stories. I saw in, that. Yeah. It was in Melbourne, Australia. There was <laughs> a, um, a user on Bing named, uh, it was like Nathan and then a string of numbers like Nathan one, two, four or whatever had, had gone on and edited a building just in the middle of this suburb suburb of Melbourne with like, nothing is higher than two stories out there. And he went to edit this building's metadata to two stories, but accidentally typed 212. <laughs> so if you fly, if you fly over Melbourne, at least yesterday in flight sim, it's like cosmic horror. There's this, there's this <laughs> massive, massive obelisk, yeah. monolithic obelisk that is like as narrow as like a pencil lead scraping the clouds <laughs> and like the sun. It's like a sundial on the horizon. And it's just like jaw-dropping and terrifying. surrounded by I a think, bunch of mid-level buildings too <laughs> I think right my like, favorite my favorite bug in the game that we've found so far though is that and this is especially prevalent in portland the city of bridges the game doesn't know how to read most bridges so it thinks that they're all really thin really long buildings <laughs> <laughs> the fremont bridge the fremont bridge is is solid but the game uses satellite imagery so like one side of the Fremont Bridge is a row of windows, like it's an office building, and the other side of the Fremont Bridge is like a flattened sideways satellite picture of cars on the bridge. <laughs> it's just because the camera must have been from that angle, but I mean, it's it's one of those things, like if you fly over Portland at, you know, 1,000 feet or whatever, you, you you will be left with a marvelous impression. Portland looks, it looks like Portland. I mean, literally, like, there are angles where it looks like real life. You could take an aerial photo and put it next to a real one, and if it was a good enough, like, computer, you might struggle to pick it out without a few seconds to parse. But when when you do what the game doesn't really intend you to, which is like go into the free camera and get right down on the ground. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This isn't like a perfect model of all of earth. There's, there's some really silly stuff. I was flying in California um, in the Sierra Nevadas on this, on this river called the Kern river past Lake Isabel. And there's a highway that runs on the inside of a hill and the game didn't, terraform the the hill where the highway is so the road is is at like a 60 degree angle just on the side of the hill but the cars are all driving upright so they're just floating half their wheels off the ground over this river what's so bizarre to me is that there was a there was a thing a trailer they released where they showed off like oh there's gonna be animals in the game like if you get uh -huh. close to the ground you can see giraffes and elephants and bears and a few other like big mammals so why would they put so much detail into these minor things which you can only see in very specific parts of the world, but also, like, the things people are going to be most interested in, like cities and, like, urban environments? They well, did weird things like that. I don't know. Well, to me, that, that, that's explicable. I mean, you, you can create, like, one model for a bear, and you can just set that bear algorithmically to spawn in correct locations. That's... That's a relatively small amount of work, and it's you, you, you can, you know, code around that workload. Whereas, like, to go through and handcraft every major monument in every city on Earth, and, and, and also notable buildings, I mean, that that's going to take years. And I think that they could, they could get close, but, I mean, to me, I, I mean, we, we've been, like, ragging on the game visually, but I mean, I want to be clear to the listener, like, I'm, at times, I'm genuinely awestruck by this game. And I mean, like, their representation of the world when it works is astounding. And I have a hard time begrudging them, like, day two after release, um, failing to get, like, a specifically one bridge in my city to render. Because I've actually heard theories that one of this game's, like, primary functions for, for profit is is google not google microsoft basically getting free um like bug testing for for like bing maps simulation uh, you know? yeah if they have bing maps simulation create the earth and then have people basically like sharing screenshots of like oh look how the Kern river has this weird like spike in the middle of it for no reason then boom they they just they just got q a testers to find visual glitches in their mapping software 
they can go iron that out now. Or now they know that bridges render incorrectly, they can fix that in the code. That is so, a very cynical way to look at it, but you might not be far off. I know people are doing weird, goofy things with it like that. Um, yeah. I mean, can you imagine the potential of having a software map out the entire globe visually accurately like and that? having people willingly pay to play test it and like like the yeah. sheer amount accurate. of power that that gives you yeah and like yeah. They've, they've already taken precautions to prevent people from misusing this like military bases are are basically gone off the map you'll mm-hmm. just find big vacant lots um i know like you can fly over north korea but it's all guesswork so yeah. the, the north the north korean map has like one handcrafted stadium but everything else is guesswork basically and there's just lots of stuff like that. Like you can you can go out in the world, but you can't use this game for recon. You know, yeah, because yeah. they know like how goddamn. Um, I mean, there's no other video game that has like scaling like yeah. this to go from Portland to Eugene in that game takes like over an hour if you're flying a slow plane. And there's no other game that like actually lets you go. Hey, that's I five. That's exit. 198, 199, 200. It's insane. I'll say my last thing that I want to say about it as a positive is that like, you know, coronavirus is still happening. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people think it's not. They all think it ended, but it's still happening. And, you know, like. That's a fact. In the same way. And (laughs) a fact (laughs) is that traveling is still really stupid right now. And in the same way that early on Animal Crossing was really comfortable for me, I've been finding it really nice to be able to like look at cities that I wanted to visit this summer that I yeah. wasn't able to. It, it's kind of a nice sense of being able to go out and see the world when you can't. And I really like it for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like pure Zen because this isn't really a particularly demanding sim. So I don't think flying the planes is that hard. So, I mean, heck I, I've never, even, I've never even heard of like Isabel in California. Um, but I sure did fly over it on the way to Yosemite and I think now I have, like, at least a rough idea of what that region looks like. It's nothing like real life, but it's it's more than I had yesterday. And that's a really special thing for this game to give me. I went over Cairo. I got to, saw for my, I got to see for myself how literal it is that the east side of the river is city and the west side of the Nile is not. It's so stark and it's so cool to see that for yourself and not just hear about it. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully Fun you're game. able to hopefully you're able to keep playing it before your computer just completely melts into like plastic and diodes. <laughs> it his drivers were outdated and like when we were first trying to play the game, it was rough. Literal slideshow. Like slide yeah. Slide yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. It was I, impossible. I have n I didn't even I have never once I this will give me bad cred. I have never once updated my graphics drivers. I didn't even ever consider that what? to be a thing I had to think about. What do you but, wait, wait, what? What? I know, I know. I I, I it, I had forgotten that that was ever important. Oh my it God. eluded me. And so I haven't updated. I bought this computer in 2017. Never touched the drivers. <laughs> oh I my even God. Have, I didn't even have the Radeon software installed that lets you optimize your card. But People say shit I like this it. and then be like, oh, computers are such a hassle. I wonder why they don't work sometimes. Dude, dude listener, take this as advice. It's insane. That game was a slideshow. <laughs> I couldn't even run it on low end with like... The, the settings turned lower than low end. I, it was a slight, it was like three frames per second and it kept freezing and I couldn't even open the pause menu. I updated my graphics drivers. Now I'm playing it on medium with 60 FPS with no stuttering. However, it's insane. I will say that I'm seeing a lot of people say that even on their super brand new computers, this game runs like shit. Yeah, I've heard that well, also. If but... they're like playing it on like ultra. Yeah. yeah. It, it has technical problems and it's like, it's almost too ambitious in that sense like i remember the first time we flew into new york my computer basically just it was like it wanted to turn off it was like there's too (laughs) many buildings i don't like it i'm done working now yeah Uh, but but yeah that's well while nolan does preventable uh issues and maintenance on his computer um we could talk about another computer company okay uh so uh apple actually filed a report uh, this is a this is a big weird deal. We talked about this last week um, with the issues with Epic, with Epic, Apple, Apple, <laughs> Apple, and the. They're Epic going store. to combine. I like, I like Epic and Apple. <laughs> Apple, <laughs> Apple sounds like a Pokemon. Go uh, Apple, yes. Apple and Epic, the Epic yeah. Apple. Yes, the Epic Apples um, were in something of a, a war of attrition over Fortnite. We talked about this last <laughs> week. You can listen in, but they recently 
as of, I think about a little less than a week ago now, filed a report and wanted to remove any and all instances of the Unreal Engine off the App Store. Um, and for context, this means a lot more than just Fortnite. This means every game that's on the App Store that uses Unreal Engine, including a bunch of their partnered, uh, what are they calling it, Apple Arcade games? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are, are being threatened to be removed. Um, yep. And we talked about how like they're both scummy, but I think this is uh, significantly scummier. This is hurting more people than just Epic, and they're aware of it. You know, I wish I would have prepared for this by having read the emails, but I guess Apple released the emails between Epic and themselves about this whole thing, and listeners, go read them. I bet they're really funny. I'll read them and get back to you. But, like, it's like they're just trying to, over and over again, just, like, one-up each other on how scummy they can be. Yeah. But, like, it's... Yeah, yeah Apple, it's like I, I was looking it up to see what you're talking about. It says Apple entered the emails from Apple got emails from Tim Sweeney, and in the lawsuit, they entered them into evidence, which yeah. means now people can look at them. Yeah. yeah, and the one that they're highlighting is Tim Sweeney. <laughs> Tim Sweeney sending an email to Apple executives at 2 a.m. <laughs> war on Apple on behalf of Fortnite. Yeah. But despite how stupid that is, in any case, you're right. Like, it's not... It would be one thing if they were just making it so that Fortnite could never go back on or whatever. But they're actively being harmful to To companies that have nothing to do with this. And that's incredibly shitty. Like, like, Epic is treating this like a marketing scheme. Like, they have a Fortnite tournament happening now um, where they're talking about bringing down the sour apple or something. Free Fortnite. Hashtag free Fortnite. Uh, and they're making, like, a tournament. It's, like, a marketing thing or whatever. But Apple is just doing full scorched earth and, like, harming people that have nothing to do with this. Well, the thing is, I know we were we were kind of debating last week about, like, if this would bring Apple down. And then, like, two days later, there was a report that they now have, like, $2 trillion. Like, they're just making more money still. Yeah. And at this point, it's, like, they don't need Epic as much as Epic needs them. And hey. so they're mm. just reacting, like... Keep I don't in know. mind, though, this is the man who is going to own the metaverse. Yeah, and Apple is directly <laughs> harming the metaverse, Janelle. Excuse That's you. Wait, I, I want to read the, what... How are they going to get the new Marvel season four of Fortnite? God, that's true. I, I got I to gotta read what Tim Sweeney said to Apple. It's, in an article from The Verge, it says, Sweeney goes on to warn Apple of the forthcoming legal battle. Quote, If Apple chooses to take punitive action by blocking consumer access to Fortnite or forthcoming Fortnite updates, then Epic will, regrettably, be in conflict with Apple on a multitude of fronts, creative, technical, business, and legal, for as long as it takes to bring about change, if necessary, for many, many years. And that just sounds like he's, like, fighting for a social cause. Do you guys think that (laughs) that Epic is going to instead release their own brand of cell phones i, mean, I have, have no the money. fucking idea what epic's gonna do <laughs> this whole thing is just weird surprise after surprise and I know. just like i mean how is them I can't, like, to lie over each other i can't take and... any I'm, I'm sorry i'm so appalled i keep talking over you i can't take any of this news seriously because it's also dumb how yeah. is how is epic tim sweeney going to go to war with <laughs> apple on a creative front what does that mean because they don't they don't share the same creative space well they can here's my theory for what's going to happen next in this war i think that (laughs) epic is going to take the religious route and appeal to (laughs) religious religious you know money voters by talking about how well eve ate the apple and i think he's going to use that as his platform if there's one thing evangelical voters love it's Fortnite. that i know for a fact (laughs) they can't get enough of it who can yeah. Not me. Not, not I mean, me. Apple, well, Apple can. Yeah, Apple can get more than enough of it. They're done with it, actually. They made that pretty clear. Oh, man. I just, I really like this story. I feel like <laughs> I've become a war correspondent. But at the beginning, this, you know, Tim Tim Sweeney just, just fired the shot heard around the world. And, and like, now what will happen? I really hate that you're using this analogy. Will. This is awful. The revolution okay. will be televised. Is what Tim Sweeney says to him. On Tim this Sweeney day? somewhere is lying in bed and going like, I am like Winston from 1984. I I am fighting the man. 
Remember how I Winston in like 1984 that. failed and realized that it was a sordid tale about how like oh you can't change things like sometimes. Yo, spoilers for people that haven't read 1984. That book was like written in the 40s, yeah. Fuck you! I didn't know that until the other day. I haven't read it yet, Alex. Listen, all I'm saying is that on this day we're all gamer Anderson Cooper. Okay, we're reporting on <laughs> oh, God. the news. Okay. Yeah. Do you see the hat but, that Apple is selling? Or not Apple, excuse me, uh, that Epic is selling. It's the, the Fortnite llama, but in the old Apple colors. Oh, like the little I Rambo. Have. That's the prize for their tournament, I think it was. <sighs> oh, jeez. As an, as an aside about this, um, I was reading from some other developers not related to Epic that um, Apple has started to contact some people with app with apps. And, uh, oh, it was, it, was, it was WordPress that was talking about this. Um, a person from WordPress was saying that Apple contacted them and said that they would refuse to allow WordPress to continue receiving updates on the store unless they added in-app purchases. Wow. So that Apple could get their 30% cut. Um, and there was another person commenting on that same story that said their app that they had made privately was a API that allowed users to look at stats and sort of like information pertaining to their account on a separate service through their app. And it was not paid in any way. And Apple required them to have in-app purchases or else they would remove the app as well. So that person ended up having to create a paid tier on their account just in order to continue to support mobile for iOS. And so um, it seems that Apple is sort of like clamping down on if you're staying on our store, you're making us money. And um, I know that this is not related to video games. Well, I mean, it's related to the story. Yeah. In terms of like if if like Tim Sweeney is out here saying he's going to fight Apple tooth and nail on creative (laughs) fronts, then Apple is out here saying we're going to clamp down on our store and make sure absolutely everybody is continuing to contribute to our $2 trillion that yeah. we have. And I I just don't. I don't know, man. I, I don't like Tim Sweeney Fortnite, but like... That's really shitty. I have my side. <laughs> Not to get too political, <laughs> no. but I'm treating Epic the same way I'm treating Joe Biden, where it's like, well, <laughs> I guess it's this, because the I alternative seems this. significantly worse. I want to live in the metaverse, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I guess I'm just going to keep using my Google phone and not playing Fortnite. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really easy to make fun of Tim Fortnite because he's Tim Fortnite, but Apple is being shitty in a completely different way. Yeah. Really. yeah They're both being awful. Tim. They're both named Tim. Tim Apple, Tim Tim Sweeney, Epic. Tim Cook. Oh, oh you're right. God. That's the problem. It's the, it's, that's they don't give a, They don't give a shit about anything else. It's that. They have to figure Who's out who the, the superior Tim? Tim is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should. They ain't big enough for the two I think, Tims. I think that those two Tims and 98 other Tims should all get onto a field with pickaxes <laughs> and guns. <laughs> And I think they should see who the number one Tim is. Who that's will be unreal. That, t- that who will unreal. get the Tim Tree Royale? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well, you guys remember when we all thought that the metaverse would be presented to us through virtual reality headsets, mm. a la Hitbook Did Ready we? Player One's vision of the near future? One guy at Paxton in 2017. But no. I never thought that. I'm just talking about like you know, like when VR. Remember yeah. when VR first came out, and and we were all talking about yeah. the man, the man Lucky himself. We had a fun um, VR chat just the other day, yeah. We On did, the podcast. Right. Well, I want to talk about Oculus, which you guys remember was bought out by Facebook quite a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I also, this isn't related to the story, but I gotta just do a little throwback to that one time Palmer Lucky, creator of Oculus, went on Twitter and said that he would personally fund... Um, that anime studio, White Rabbit, if they made more episodes of ReZero that had Rim as the focus. That was him? You know, the, the blue hair girl. Yeah, he, he was like, he was like, okay, there's these like separate, I guess there's like these separate chapters as like non-canon stuff written for the books that are all about that character, that girl, Rim, and they're not animated. And he tweeted and he was like, I will literally fund millions of dollars if you make the Rim chapters for me as animated. Oh my Anything God. for his waifu. Um, 
not important, but this is the man who created VR, and I think we can surmise maybe his intentions. Not, (laughs) not, not the point. But anyways, um, Oculus is going to uh, not any longer have Oculus accounts, and they're gonna make it so that you have to link your Oculus headset to your Facebook account. Yep. Pretty soon here. Yuck. It's it's worth noting that they promised at the beginning that they would not. So this is just a blatant lie. Um, that, yeah, they made it very clear when the buyout happened that the two would be separate. They would be under the same umbrella, but there wouldn't be any account linking or anything like that. Um, so that turned out to be uh, completely and entirely false. For for years now, we've known that Facebook is a really scummy website and that it's like a shitty website full of misinformation and they actively support that. And right now, especially, that's what so many people are talking about, right? So it's a weird time to go, hey, also, I know a lot of people are moving away from Facebook because it's gross and it makes them feel weird. But um, if you want to play your anime VR sex game, you got to sign <laughs> up on Facebook and connect it to your VR. And I think that's really weird. Yeah, well, you know, I, do, I was just joking about Palmer Lucky. I got to be clear. He, there, is, there is nobody left at Oculus that was around when Oculus was founded. Not that that was, like, implied in the intro, but, like, just to be clear, um, yeah. I'm not throwing shade on Palmer Lucky for this Facebook story, because he, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He's probably hanging out with Rem in, like, a state-of-the-art <laughs> technology that he's not giving to anybody else and having a, having a time, you know? He's probably having a time. Probably having a time. But it looks like this is going to st- come into effect in October of 2020. Facebook is going to start making it so that if you're using an Oculus for the first time, you have to link it to your Facebook account. Uh, but if you are around in 2023, that's when they're going to start making it so they're completely phasing out any pre-existing like Oculus user mm-hmm. data, and you have to fully shift over to Facebook. Um, and probably like if Oculus releases a new headset, their their statement seems to imply like that that new headset would just start right away with the new rules because obviously nobody's going to have pre-existing accounts. Yeah, right. Um, for it. So yeah. hey, yeah. in regards to what Nolan said a minute ago about like how Palmer Lucky's probably fine or whatever. Um, apparently, after he was fired from Oculus, he founded a defense contractor making drones for the military. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah. So Dude, what actually, is- fuck you, Palmer Lucky. Oh, man. But in any case, I mean, Alex, you don't even use Facebook, right? I like, actually actively deleted my Facebook account because yeah. of their refusal to call out uh, political lies and like just untrue yeah. information. Um, and exactly. I also have an old, it's an older model, but it's an Oculus. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that. I don't really want to use it or be a part of that anymore, you know? like Totally. And... Frankly, there's no world, I think, where you should have to spend, like, you should have to sign up for a social media account to use your $400 piece of technology. Especially a famously invasive and awful social media account, you know? Exactly. Well, it just strikes me as so weird because I don't think that Facebook is hurting for user count. I, I guess maybe this is some sort of an attempt to recap. Like, I, I, I'm sure that Facebook higher-ups are aware that young tech savvy people are moving on and just away from their platform but i don't really know who thought it was a good idea to go like maybe we make them a captive audience and force them to stay because that's not you're 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 creating bad will not goodwill by doing that and i'm not a business executive but that seems like a far worse trade than a temporary but like kind of vapid boost in numbers Side note, are you guys, are you guys in the middle of train simulator yeah. right now? Yeah, so hey listeners, <laughs> we're recording this episode at 10 p.m. the time that the train goes by downtown Eugene and makes noises into our apartment every yeah. single night. Sorry uh, about that. Megan, don't edit this out. The listeners need to know about the train or Jamie. I'm not sure who's editing this, but uh please keep in the uh, trains for us. Listener. This is actually a hint at Train Sim 2021. Oh yeah. shit, yeah, we partnered with whoever publishes Train Sim. Um we didn't actually it's that's epic that's a lie. Listener, if you are the person, if you are the train conductor, listener, um, (laughs) please, like every Friday, uh, just don't, just don't honk your horn when you come through Eugene on Friday at 10 p.m. It's just not, 
We all know. We can hear your big chunk of a chunk of a chunk of a train noises. You don't need the horn. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. And, if I, for and if I were, if I were, me too. Yeah. If I were far enough away not to hear the chunk of a chunk of a chunk of a train noises, then I just don't need to know that you're there because I'm not in any danger, am I? If I'm that far away from the train tracks. Look, it's, I'm not a train really, expert, but I know that it's inconveniencing it's just, our podcast and our fantastic <laughs> editors, and it should stop. I'd say it's redundant to make that your art when you're that loud. This is now an anti-train podcast. We're pivoting. <laughs> yeah, Nolan is so into flight sim that ground transportation <laughs> pisses him off. Yeah, I'm I'm so into flight rules. I'm like pulling into to the the runway for landing at like 170 knots, just going like, hope I don't burn up before I hit the ground. Here I am. What we need is hey, Blade Runner great. flying trains. All right. That's, that's right. That's we're right. almost there. I can feel it. One of these days, we'll get to the wonderful paradise world that Blade Runner depicts. <laughs> God. Also, hey, Palmer Lucky's only four years older than me. What? No, three years older than me. What? Yup. 27 years old. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah, yeah, listeners, I'm old. Born I'm in 1992. Yep. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking about today. I'm going to talk about something else because okay. it's been a couple weeks since we've been miserable on this podcast talking <laughs> about shitty things so um i feel bad because i don't know how to pronounce her last name and sometimes i worry that trying is worse than not trying so a few days ago um natalie a former editor at kotaku posted this pretty long blog post or it's on medium.com looks like a blog post i don't know article i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on um the way that kotaku kind of treats its staffers and there are like numerous accounts in here of sexism bigotry of all sorts and i don't know you guys read this right yep like yeah god i lost the quote it just the the point is that this whole thing is about how it's very easy for for people from kotaku and us on the podcast actually talking about the owner of is it Geo Media, Jim Spanfeller? Uh, yes. Yeah. We we talk about him a lot, or we used to back in October, we talked about him a lot on the podcast, and everybody is talking about him because he, you know, owns these companies, and it's very easy to blame him for everything shitty happening at places like Kotaku or Deadspin. Rest in peace. But she talks a lot about just Kotaku as a whole being run in this really weird, argumentative way. Um, she accounts numerous times where employees can't even really talk to each other without fighting. She alludes to a certain member of the staff, and I think we all have an idea of who it is, but I'm not going to... Yeah, we, names, they didn't I don't name know. names, and neither should we. Like, like. Exactly, but being very difficult to work with, uh, making everybody kind of afraid to speak up or pitch ideas, and it's just essentially this big piece about how Kotaku... It, it places itself as, you know, this, like, ethical company who calls out shitty companies while also being really awful to most of the people, for, to everybody who works for them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We talk about Kotaku a lot on the podcast and how we think they're great. And I don't, I'm not going to take back all of the things I've said before because, you know, that would be dishonest. But, man, it's like... It just sucks, yeah. you know? I think it's also worth noting that Natalie is, as they say in the in the article, uh, black and non-binary. So they are... Oh. Hey, they are the type of person that Kotaku is trying to reach out to, you know? Like, yep, this is a, my... a group of people that are not have experienced, like, mm-hmm. us. Fr- uh, the, the technical term is us, uh, scummy things happening. Totally. So, oh, it's, man, I think I that makes bad. it more powerful. I didn't know that aspect, and I feel like a total shithead right now. Um, no, you don't have to. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of a wild article, because over the last few months, we've seen a lot of people talk about Kotaku a bit, just being kind of rough to work for, but this just really outlines how awful it was. Um, do you guys remember when the composer for Skyrim was outed of being as being a creepy sex pest? I did not know about that. Yep. Oh, didn't we talk about that on the podcast? I don't no. recall. Oh. It's... Well, I-, I know about it, yeah. Well, he's a creepy, shitty Sucks rapist. To know. And I guess that at one point, um, I don't know if Cecilia is still with Kotaku, but Cecilia from Kotaku interviewed a few different women who had been directly impacted by him and or raped by him. And 
promised these women that she wouldn't share any specific details, but did, and also altered the stories in some cases to make it sound like the women had flirtatious relationships with him when they explicitly said that they did not and that they did not want her to write that because it was just untrue and diminished her, their victimhood. And that just is really gross and it's really shitty and Kotaku never really did anything about it. Um, According to Natalie, they just, you know, said they they were working on it but never did anything about it and that just it all sucks yeah mm-hmm. so i'm kind of ranty no don't sucks. don't be sorry ranty. this is worth ranting about like yeah it, it hurts because i mean i think we all looked up at a lot of the the leadership well not leadership directly but some of the higher up um people who worked at this company um yeah and it's like what like who is the company the games journalist company now who like you can look at as being decent you know, like Polygon, I, maybe I don't know. I think it's about following personalities, yeah, and people. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I I wanted to point out this article does name some names in a positive light. Yes. Uh, this article singles out Heather Alexandria and Gita Jackson. These are both people we've talked about on the podcast that are really yeah, great. Yeah, and you know? um, Maddie Myers, a guy. I think his name is Joshua Rivera. Yep. It singles out uh at least the four of them as good writers and good people who were burdened with overwork um, against like a more neglectful staff and Mm -hmm. who were not given fair gratitude and um, um, giving a lot of, 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 of busy work because people basically would just either disappear or you weren't, you know, gonna go up and complain and say that you were doing more than your share if you weren't in sort of the higher in group because you would be actually the 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 writer does mention in specific um people saying that they had problems with cecilia and the executives basically just framing it as personal spats or saying that they were you know oh but cecilia is a good writer or something mm-hmm. as though that excuses any kind of or disputes um, uh, between women power abuse yeah, yeah making it about women being dramatic or something like mm-hmm. that yeah um not to say that like you know just apologizing for things makes it any better but in the original twitter thread like nathan grayson was in there recognizing that you know he has contributed a lot to she talks in there about how a lot of staffers weren't really trying to change things because they would just say, oh, we've tried that before. Nothing really works. And he recognized that he was a part of that and apologized. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of people quit right after too, or at least I know a couple of people did. Mm -hmm. Um, Particularly, there was a, uh, I think they were a freelance copy editor um, who, Mm -hmm. who posted like, hey, I just started working here basically, but I can't work for this company anymore and that yeah and they so. quit so yeah well and, and even earlier than that several people left because the company didn't dole out punishment to cecilia in any case oh we're, we're in a monster truck rally forgive oh, yeah. us yeah the monster trucks outside you can hear yeah yeah but zombie yeah it's just a lot and what bums me out I mean, all of it, all of it sucks, but yeah. in the very beginning of the post, um, they say that they're, the people that they know said like, hey, you should post this if you never want to work in the industry again. And that's, that sucks, you know? Yeah, I really hope that there's someone who would be willing to, to pick them up, or I hope that they're able to do something on their own. Maybe this gives them enough clout and following that they can kind of try to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's important that they brought it up, and I'm glad they did. Um even if they didn't name names for specific people who they cited as being infamously hard to work with and horrible and making staff cry and turning people against each other. Um, there's only so much they can do. And they, they did what I felt like was a pretty good amount of that. So I, yeah. I would say that like, like listening to the show, you know, listener, you're not going to get the full story. Um, mm-hmm. The link to this person's writing will be in the description and Highly, highly recommended because the broad stroke I think that you would get from this would be attached to Kotaku, understandably, but they go out of their way to write about how the people in this industry know each other and often work for each other or with each other in different capacities at different outlets. And 
the kind of people involved and the kind of environment involved that goes and perpetuates this sort of behavior in these environments is not going to be like it, it's not going to live and die with Kotaku. So, yeah. and it's it's worth I think hearing this story right from the mouth of the person telling it. So mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. go click on that yeah. link. Yeah. Well, you guys want to talk about Batman? <sighs> I guess okay. only he can save games journalism. <laughs> Don't even. Can oh you, can God! You imagine. Oh God! Well, can you imagine how Batman would save games journalism? String of games journalism up by his heels is a warning. Batman is really bad at video games because every time he gets to the initial setting screen, he turns the brightness all the way down. <laughs> they say, turn it down until you can't see the thing on the left, but his eyes are so good that he turns it all the way down and the colors get all like screwed up. And then he's like, oh, this game's stupid. Everything's black in this game. <laughs> it's interesting, too, because he has a very strict moral code against killing people. So he doesn't play any games with any violent elements in it. So I think he's just been playing never... Animal Crossing just over and over again. He's never, he's you really to... good at Dishonored, but he's like never gotten past the first level of Halo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he won't touch really, a gun. He's he's so good at Hitman, except for the like finishing the level. <laughs> <laughs> He won't touch a gun uh, except for in the new movie. I guess the bat symbol on his chest <laughs> is made out of gun parts. You guys hear about Hitman 2, how you can push circle to blend in with the crowds? Love that game. <laughs> go to the Miami level, go to the bar, grab a drink, hang out with some people. It's really it's really chill, you know? I feel good oh, about man. it. Fucking Hold on. Damian Wayne's just sitting in the bat cave like, shut up, adopted dad. I'm going to play Fortnite, but my iPhone won't let me. Stop talking about Hold your on. sneaky old man games. Uh, I want an MMO that's set in the Hitman universe. Where everybody's a hitman. No, 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 no. Where where nobody knows who the target is. How do well, you target yeah, how, them? What? No, you're all... It's like a life sim. Hang on. Listen. Shut what the fuck up, no one good. It's like Second Life, except for with the added component of there's one hitman in the game. Wait, I thought everybody was... Nobody's the hitman. You're being hit. doing the killing? I don't know. Just someone, one player gets to be the hitman. You're not talking about a hitman MMO with hitman gameplay. You're talking about a regular, like, virtual social space where people are just getting, like, other, you're just getting killed sometimes. <laughs> you're just, you're just sometimes God, being killed. God damn it, you moron. No, I'm just like, take the Paris level in Hitman and fuck you guys. <laughs> you're stupid. What, what, what's going, like, why not just make, like, a game where you hang out in Paris? Why does it have to be? Because it's cool if someone I'm gonna dies. On, I'm going to get on Hitman. I'm going to, I'm going to get on the most, <laughs> I get on the most popular server and go like, oh man, I'm so glad I get to retire tomorrow. I hope I don't fall off this ledge I'm standing next to. I'm so excited to to, to open, to propose to my evil wife beneath this chandelier that's precariously loose on its hinges. Y'all are I dumb. like to go on RP y'all, servers y'all and be so a cop stupid. that's one day away from retirement. You know, he's finally done with the force. Uh, Have you ever played The Ship? I'm there so are games for my where you in this play where I put the fake gun to my head and fire it. I hope nobody replaces it with a real one. <laughs> my big directorial debut in the famous scene where I have a tank fire a fake blank into a crowd of soldier extras. I hope nobody puts a real tank on my set. <laughs> Gee, I sure am glad everyone wears the same inseam as me. This isn't that oh, interesting. Boy, I sure hope nobody. Who put... is this strange bald man? Good junk. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave my glass of wine here on the balcony while I go to the bathroom for four minutes. Okay? Sure hope no one poisons me. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna drive my car next to this big cliff. I hope no one messes up my steering column and makes me drive off of it. Oh no. <laughs> Janela's taken off her headphones and left the room, by the way. She's, not, she's like, literally not Wait, even she's here. she's not here! No, Janelle, come back! We have so many more- she, We have so much more to riff off of! She's sipping a cup of water in the kitchen. Come back. Come back. We're done talking about Hitman now. We're talking about Batman. He's kind of different. We have five minutes until we need to talk about 2008. That's done this video games. Tell me about Batman, God- Oh. Okay, so there was a if you heard there was an event. 
Uh-huh. What was that? Uh, I was just going to say, listen, if you heard Alex laughing on the other audio channel, our headphones came unplugged because I was laughing. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Oh, this podcast is a okay. nightmare. <clears throat> okay, sorry. Back to the news. Batman. There was, uh, <laughs> there was an event actually today called the DC Fandome. <laughs> That's the official I'm name sorry. for it. Can we pause? Yeah, <laughs> what's up? I'm just laughing. <laughs> It was a DC fandom that got you? No, just the whole thing. Okay, oh, I'm boy. okay. No, okay. the DC fandom does sound like an expansion level for him. It Man. sounds like, so what? dumb. I hate the name DC fandom. Uh, it's for the fans. I put the whole fandom in the fandom. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, okay. okay. Tell me about the dome. Anyway, so Wait, you guys, if 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 Agent <laughs> oh Forty Seven was it was a huge Superman. We're fan, done. We moved on. His, no, listen, if Agent 47 was a huge Superman fan, his shiny bald head would be a DC fan dome. <laughs> uh, okay, alright, I'm done okay. now. I'm oh, done okay. now. It's over. The DC fan dome, tell me about it. Okay, hold on. I just had some water. Give me a sec. Okay, DC fan dome. You remember Batman? <laughs> You know, the, the Cave Crusader himself. There's been a few Batman video games. Um, and, uh... <laughs> this isn't even funny. Why are you laughing? I'm trying. <laughs> okay. I was trying to not choke on water. Because I kept laughing. But I keep seeing oh, him boy. shake violently. <laughs> Batman, Batman, yeah, he's uh, there's a there's a couple of video games. So Rocksteady made the famous Arkham games, which I have fond memories of playing back in the day. I haven't touched them in years, but uh, may, I don't know if they still hold up. But I remember them being a lot of fun um, back when I was still a child who watched comic book movies and stuff. But Ooh. yeah, I went there. Ooh. I went there. Um, but uh, so. There are two games coming out. One is Gotham Knights, and the other is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, so Gotham Knights is being developed by uh, WB Montreal, who did the one Arkham game that nobody liked, Arkham Origins, I think it was. And they did some like DLC mm. for Arkham Knights. Um, and that is... We thought it was a game as a service for a while, but it's a co-op... Kind of like the newer Assassin's Creed, like an action RPG, where you have, like, damage counters and hit points and your enemies scale with you and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, you play, uh, Batman's dead, you play as other members of the the, the famous Bat family. Um, so, like, Robin and <laughs> and company. No one's still left. <laughs> the whole time? Is he not stopped? He stopped no, for a second to sip water. What if there was an MMO or half... <laughs> Half the players were Batman. <laughs> and the other half are the Suicide Squad. Well, I think it's pretty clear who comes out on top. Yeah, I well, know. It's the Suicide Squad. Because Batman. <laughs> oh, wait! Oh. <laughs> Batman. Because he, w- he wouldn't kill anyone. <laughs> This is a news podcast. Uh, we gotta talk about the news. Woo. Okay, I'm done. Okay. It's so hard. To stop <laughs> uh, okay, so Montreal made a Batman game. Just not the whole city. WB Montreal made a Batman game. Uh, you play as a bunch of Batman, and it looks like uh, our, uh, the newer Assassin's Creed games. I don't think yeah. it looks good because I didn't. Those games are fine, but like I liked how simple the combat of the Arkham games were. But yeah. uh, Rocksteady, the developers of the original games, are making a Suicide Squad game called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. They had a, a, a neat little cinematic trailer. They played that one Outcast song. Um, it had a lot of character to it. We didn't see any gameplay. Um, of course. Yeah. The new norm. Um, but if any of the, the leaks and rumors are true, it's a game to the service game to compete with uh, the Avengers game we've talked about. Um, where yeah. you have you fight like raid bosses or whatever, um, 
What's interesting, though, is that this game takes place, I imagine, for the most part, in Metropolis. And the rumor for a long time was that Rock City was working on a Superman game. So maybe that got canned, or they need more money for it or something, and they're taking the assets and reworking them into this uh, this money-milking games-as-a-service video game. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. But they're mm-hmm. promising third-person action. You can play single-player or online. Um, with a, you can switch between characters at a whim. Uh, you, you, you go on quests, and you gotta kill the Justice League, because they're evil. Because I guess Brainiac took over their brains or whatever. Do you guys care? Do you have any thoughts about either of these? Do you ever play the Arkham games? It's only like seven level. It's only like seven content pieces. That's it's like I there's don't... not so many of the members of the Justice League that you can kill. I'm sure there's other DC heroes they could kill. You know, if they do expansions, they have to add. They have to make up new ones. No, there's pl- the there's di- probably enough they can pull from. Uh, I guess. so. What if the, like this game gets really successful and like five years down the line they're stuck like they have to kill like Plastic Man mm-hmm. or something, some like useless guess, he- think, person no one cares about. I guess I think it's kind of strange how much DC is focused on the Suicide Squad. They're, they, yeah, this is, they're they're gonna make their second <laughs> yeah movie. Then their second Suicide Squad movie is also just another like, yeah. It has nothing to do with the first a one. Thing that's not even three years old. <laughs> it's the same Excuse name. Excuse me for coughing. And it's like how the, I guess Marvel did this with the Hulk, right? They just made the incredible. But that Hulk was like a game. licensing thing, wasn't it? Hmm. Like this time, it's just yeah. This is like a hey, we admit it, we did, we did you bad, movie bad. All yeah, the, we also did you bad with every other. Movie, <laughs> but what if? But what if we gave Zack Snyder more money? Because <laughs> this time it'll be good. This time it was, was he didn't MMO. get his original vision. What if there's an MMO where every player had a copy of Justice League, but one of them secretly had the Shut the fuck up forever! (laughs) You're no longer allowed on our podcast. Okay, let's let's talk about... All uh, I'm saying is this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everything, every time I've ever heard the term Snyder Cut, it hasn't been by my choice. (laughs) It's been because I've made the mistake of following certain personalities on Twitter who won't shut the fuck up about this stuff. Do they rhyme with stag filler? Yeah. They rhyme with, uh, I don't know any rhymes. Somebody's first day after the end of the quarantine, like, is going to be going on a Tinder date with a guy and learning all about the Snyder Cut oh, for like God. 37 minutes <laughs> while they're just like sipping a margarita, hanging out, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Man. And we'll be like, instantly ready to like ghost them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but I, you know? I mean, like I, I briefly mentioned it before, but like, I know I, I have fond memories of the Arkham games, but making them like an action RPG, I feel like wouldn't work very well. Cause part of the appeal mm-hmm. of those games, and we saw that pretty well with Spider-Man is that you're a superhero, right? You get to go and, Right. Beat up a bunch of people. So if you have enemies that scale with you, it's like, why? And I guess the appeal that a lot of people are rationalizing is that it makes it easier to jump into, um, which is insane because the Arkham games are already super easy, right? They're just like their combat's just... kind of a joke, and and I think yeah, they're like rhythm games. Yeah. You know what? I think is easy. Was that not get into them because they're all bad? No, no, Arkham City and Asylum are really good. They're fine. Their combat's fine. It's Ar- fine. Arkham Asylum is like a great 3D Metroidvania. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, their, their combat kind of stinks, but, like, as a whole, they work, right? They're, they're decent games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I have no idea what to expect with the Suicide Squad game. They haven't revealed a lot. Most of what we know is leaks and rumors. Um, that trailer looked neat, but it, it was a pre-rendered uh, story cutscene trailer, so I'm not, I don't trust when it for it, gameplay. I want to go back in time and find the exact moment where we all stopped thinking those were cool and all started just being really annoyed by them. I'd be curious, you know? yeah, I wonder if that was, what started that shift? Do you think it was, like, YouTube, yeah. quote-unquote, game journalists that were, like, doing this? Or, like, did we all just collectively realize what they were doing? Or what happened there? I don't know, maybe. Oh, well. So that's happening. Um, maybe we'll keep an eye on that if it does anything interesting. Do you guys have any quick thoughts? No. <laughs> Thanks, Janelle. <laughs> no. I think that, Janelle, Excuse you should me. introduce the best games. Wait, when did when did the Batman games come out? What years did those games come uh, out? Two thousand and eight. Did they? Well, or at least know. the first one. Well, this wouldn't be my favorite game in two thousand eight. Every week we they talk about our favorite game anyway, of a year. 
And I chose a dumb year to start because I only thought we were going to do it for like four episodes, but we're still doing it. Now we're running out of time. We're running out of years. Yeah. Now we're in. Now we're doing the best game of 2008. We're in the home stretch, kind of. Yeah. But yeah. it's got to be quick because we're at the end of the show here. I love Fallout 3. It's it. really fun. And I think I'd like Animal Crossing City Folk if I had my Wii. <laughs> Well, uh, hot take, City Folk's worst Animal Crossing City Folk is kind of the black sheep, so maybe not. Oh. I Um, like it, but I I get why people don't. I I also think that, Nolan, why am I talking like this, will say Metal Gear Solid. You're wrong, but good guess. Alex should go before me. Uh, Mine is probably pretty obvious if you know what came out that year and you know anything about me, and it's uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That game rules. Uh-oh. I know it's not the best competitive game. Everyone is aware of that. But, like, there was such a, a mastery in that game and such an interesting... That game was huge. That game was a big deal, and it was also just, like, surprisingly big with everything it offered. So, that's my pick. Totally. Um, Nolan. I'm changing my pick. To what? <laughs> I didn't realize that my favorite expansion for my favorite MMO came out that year. World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King came out in 2008, and it's so good. Does that count as a game? One where... <clears throat> well, it comes, it's on the list of on Wikipedia. I feel like, MM, like MMO expansions are longer than most yeah. full releases. And that's a good question. It, is it a DLC? Wrath or? of the Lich King is the sequel to Warcraft 3. <laughs> okay. So, yes. <laughs> true, true, true. Fine, fine. It was my favorite moment of 2008. No, I, I, I say it counts. It is... <laughs> It is listed on Wikipedia as a critically acclaimed game. Perfect. So I say it works. So, Nolan? Oh, guys, this year was so hard for me. There's a lot of good games in 2008. Not not quite as... There's not as many, like, timeless, brilliant games as there was in 2007, but there is a lot of games you look at and you go, like, damn, that's a 7th gen video game and it's one of the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. This, I don't... I have no idea what it is about 2008, but 2008 has, like, every single game you think of when you're like stereotypical seventh gen video games looked like this yeah um but uh i'm probably gonna have to pick okami i'm probably gonna say okami um but i'm torn and i have to say what i'm torn between because it's just too hard i'm torn between that and fallout 3 and persona 4 oh i didn't even think about persona 4 and metal gear solid 4 (laughs) you got you gotta pick one I think Okami has held up the best. Okami is the prettiest game I've ever seen with a weird over-sexualization yes. of women. And it doesn't make sense in any video game, but especially not in one that looks like a game for kids. And Okami's, it's very confusing. Okami's weird relationship with sex is like so... Like, I don't advocate this. Okami is a good game in spite of, of its its creator's obvious like shoehorned horniness. And it's <laughs> shoehorniness? Weird, it's so... Yeah, it's so so jarring. Like, it's it's wildly jarring. I if listen, um, is it Konami? No, this was Capcom. Okay, Capcom. If you could release like Okami HD HD, and all it is <laughs> is you replace replace everything that Isun says <laughs> with, like, with like regular exposition text. And I will actually pay one hundred and twenty dollars. I don't for that think disc. that's true. I don't think. <laughs> no, that's 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 not true. But I would I would rather have that disc than the one that I have. I don't. I hate Isun. Additionally, guillotine the person who decided to use the phrase "busty babe." <laughs> yeah, and that, well, like, in that like game, Isun says like the that a main lot. Villain so. of the game. Yeah, yeah. but. That, that wasn't me ragging on your choice because that's genuinely, I think, one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. And I haven't played it, but I watch him play it sometimes and it looks like fun. But that is so jarring in a yep. way I've never had it be jarring in another game it's, before. It's, yeah. a, it's a great game with a bad quality, yeah. which, which is like how I feel about Metal Gear Solid 4. Except MGS4 has worse qualities than Okami and it has more bad qualities than Okami. Um well, we're not we're not ranking so, movies on this game. We're ranking video games, you know, like that you actually get to yep, play, yep. right? Not ones that you watch yep. for two hours. And Ooh. Fallout Three is just not the best Fallout game to go back to. That's all I'm saying, guys. That's my final word on it. Yeah. Listen. So it's Okami. Yep. Isun's e- 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 Isun's fun when he's not being a creepy sex pest. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, unless you guys have last thoughts, do you, Janelle? We're way yeah. low on time. No, we don't get we don't get last okay. thoughts. Cool. 
All right. Well, that's been the Emerald Gamescast episode 37. If you would like to email us, do so at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com or send us a tweet, a little tweet and, tweet and chirp and bird at ODE Gamescast. We finally rectified the like lack of the S in one of those. And so finally, that Gamescast. was months ago. Yep, I know, but I'm still thinking about it. I still, I love the satisfaction of just saying games cast twice in a row. It just rolls off the tongue, sure. you know? And, uh, yeah, I've been Nolan. With me has been. I'm an MMO where half the players are Amaterasu. <laughs> From... Who are the other half? Players. Just normal just players. Regular <laughs> just people. like, just like The Sims. It's Second Life, but half of the players <laughs> are just Amaterasu. Wait, are the other gods okay. even in the game? Is it just Ami running no. around? Just fucking barking up a storm? <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't even have any powers. Just a dog. Just a white dog. When I make fun of myself and make a dumb MMO, you still make fun of me no. about my stupid <laughs> no. joke. No, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm riffing off your joke. I'm riffing with you. Alex, who have you been? Uh, I've been the other people that aren't Amaterasu, mother of all that is good or whatever the, it is they say when you save them. And go ahead and send us an email or a tweet about your most fond memory reading Crash Bandicoot fan fiction. Please. And that's all. See you next week.